Uh, good afternoon, uh, everyone. Uh, my name is Ben. If I haven't met you, I'm uh, one of the senior staff with EU Focus, actually. So it's great to see that little video. Um, and if you do have any questions about EU Focus or have an international friend you want to kind of connect to Jesus, then please do come and chat with me uh, at afternoon tea after the meeting. Uh, I'd love to point you in the right direction um, in that way. Uh, now, it, we come to the last in this short series on following Jesus on discipleship. Uh, and I want to start today with a, another question for you. Uh, if your house were burning down, I, I know my, my questions are a little bit intense, aren't they? Anyway, uh, if your house were burning down, what would you take with you? You, know, you could only take one or a couple of things. What would you take with you? Uh, well, if my, if my house were burning down, then uh, I think I'd take uh, my wife and children first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good to know, isn't it? Yep, I love them. Uh, I think I'd be tempted to take my coffee machine as well. <laughs> We've got a little Gudgia, um machine, which uh, is one of my prized possessions, I think. Uh, and probably my hard drive, my external hard drive, that has uh, kind of all the digital photos backed up on it. Yeah, I see some people nodding there too. Uh, now today, as we come to this passage in Luke 12, I think as Jesus is teaching on his way to Jerusalem about what it means, what it looks like to follow him, uh, we learn that following Jesus means resting in God's fatherly provision, treasuring his kingdom, ready for his return. Following Jesus means resting in God's fatherly provision, treasuring his kingdom, ready for Jesus' return. Uh, so first, following Jesus means resting in God's fatherly provision. Jesus says uh, here, Luke 12, don't worry, be happy. Well, actually not quite that. He says, don't worry, trust God. Don't worry, trust God. Uh, look at verse 22. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable you are than birds. Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the wildflowers grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after all such things, and your Father knows that you need them. Don't worry, Jesus says. Don't worry. Trust God. Rest in God's fatherly provision. Following Jesus, the Son of God, means that you're in God's family. You're God's beloved child. And as God's beloved daughter or son, God's your heavenly father. And your heavenly father knows what you need and he'll make sure that you get it. As a follower of Jesus, as a beloved child of God, you can rest in God's fatherly provision. Uh, because as God's child, uh, you know, we have a big daddy. If you like The biggest daddy that there is. 
Because our daddy made the whole world. He made everything. He rules over it all and looks after it all. And that's the point that Jesus makes. As he, it's, a, it's an argument from the, the smaller to the greater. So he takes some of the smallest and most common parts of the world. Uh, the ravens, birds, Jesus says, look at them. God feeds them. They don't work for their food, but God feeds them. Uh, and then he points at the flowers of the field, wildflowers. Grass, basically. They don't sew their own clothes. They don't uh, kind of work to clothe themselves, but God clothes them in beauty, a beauty richer than even great King Solomon's splendor. Now to God, we, his children, we're worth much more. We're much more important to God than birds and grass. So how much more? Well, of course, God will feed and clothe us. Of course. Now, maybe God won't give us everything that we want, but he knows even better than we do what we need. Uh, Now, some of you may remember that uh, my wife and I, we have three children, three boys who are nine, uh, eight, and three. And as their father, I spend a lot of my time providing them with what they need. Uh, And now for three active, growing boys, uh, what they need is food, food, and more food. Right, I think if you came and hang out, hung out at our place for a little while, um, probably the most common phrase you'd hear is, I'm hungry. Just all the time, constantly. I can't believe it. Anyway. Uh, actually, even Rupert, our three-year-old, he's taken to saying, not just I'm hungry, but when he's really starving. There's no food in my mouth, he kind of pleads at us. <laughs> yeah, which is very cute, but very insistent as well. Um, now, when they're hungry, I don't always give them what they want. Like, I think if I did that, then they'd be eating, you know, lollies, chips, ice cream for like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And uh, some of you might think that's, you know, sounds, sounds good, right? But I don't think that would be very responsible parenting. Well, our Heavenly Father, He knows what we need. He knows better than we do what's good for us. We can trust Him to provide us with the basic necessities, you know, food and clothing that we need to to survive. Now, they might not have designer labels on them, but the, the clothing we have will be enough to bring us through our cold winter chills. And maybe not fine dining seven nights a week, but we'll have food to fuel our bodies. Following Jesus means you're a child of a loving Heavenly Father who longs to give you what you need. So will you trust Him? Will you rest in his fatherly provision? Now, I do want to say that if you haven't done that yet, if you haven't started trusting in and following Jesus, then uh, if you're not yet a child of God, then why not do that even today? Today will be a great day to start trusting in and following Jesus. Uh, please come and talk to me or to Declan or to perhaps to the EU uh, friend you came along with. We'd love to help you begin trusting and following Jesus and resting in God's fatherly provision, even today. Now, as we follow Jesus and rest in God's fatherly provision, then that frees us up. It frees us up to treasure God's kingdom. For following Jesus means resting in God's fatherly provision, treasuring his kingdom. Go back to verse 29. And Jesus says, And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after all such things. 
and your Father knows that you need them. But seek His kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your Father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will never fail, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Treasure God's kingdom. Set your heart there. Not on the things in this world, Jesus says. You know, knowing that you're a child of a loving Heavenly Father who knows what you need and longs to give it to you. Knowing that liberates you from having to worry about those things. From having to worry, will I have enough? What if... No, we can say to ourselves, my Father, He feeds the birds, He clothes the grass. Of course He'll provide for me. And resting secure in His love and care, we're free from, from worrying about those things, about chasing after those things, which so much of our world obsesses over. And we can treasure God's kingdom. Uh, now, I live in Camperdown, um, in Sydney's inner west. And uh, as you probably know, the inner west has a, a vibrant foodie culture, which is, you know, accompanied by uh, a kind of discerning coffee culture as well. Uh, and, you know, I'm not immune to this. Like many inner westies, I love a good cup of coffee. Uh, now, last Saturday, I was at the EU's Next Steps conference with, uh, I think, many of you here in this room as we together, you know, considered how we might serve the less reached and less resourced with all that God's blessed us. And now, uh, Joe Charles was there. And Joe's been a, uh, with her family, has been a missionary in uh, Chile, in South America. And it was fascinating to hear some of her uh, reflections on our culture, on Australian culture. Uh, she's living, uh, while she's on home assignment here, in Erskineville, also in Sydney's inner west. And one thing she's noticed after being away for some years and then coming back um, is this. She said, no one eats breakfast at home anymore. No one eats breakfast at home. That might seem a strange thing that she's noticed. But she's right, if you think about it. She's right, isn't she? And on Saturday, Sunday mornings in Erskineville, Newtown, um, Annandale, Leichhardt, all the cafes are full, aren't they? They're full to overflowing with people enjoying breakfast you know, cooked by someone else uh, with a coffee made by someone else, uh, you know, enjoying their smashed avocado on toast with you know, poached eggs or bacon. At least that's what, that's what, that's what I'd have, I think. Uh, they're enjoying the good life. Now, don't get me wrong, food and drink are good gifts of God. But I think there's a strain to our foodie culture that makes it an idol, right? Where food and drink and, and sort of accumulating all these great food and drink experiences, and then of course posting photos of yourself um, with your fantastic food on Instagram, where this becomes a chasing after these things, uh, seeking more and more food and drink experiences. And I think when that happens, well, these good things, these good gifts of God, when they become symbols of the comfort, the ease, the, the good life that we treasure and long for, well, these good things take a place in life that only God deserves. But, Jesus says, following Jesus, resting in God's fatherly provision, liberates us from having to chase after these things, from worrying about them. 
It frees us from foodie idolatry. Because following Jesus means following Jesus, God's saviour king, who's going to Jerusalem to suffer, die and rise again as king of God's kingdom. And he rules forever over God's eternal kingdom. So following Jesus means treasuring that kingdom, God's kingdom, the kingdom of our heavenly father, which Jesus rules over as king. It means not chasing after food and drink, not setting our heart on those things of this world, but seeking God's kingdom, treasuring God's kingdom. Because as our loving Heavenly Father, God not only provides us what we need in this world, but did you notice, did you hear in verse 32, He's given us His kingdom. Verse 32, Do not be afraid, little flock, for your Father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. See, forget fine food, fine fine wine, uh, craft beer or... Uh, For me, boutique, small batch, hand-roasted coffee. Forget those things. If you're following Jesus, then we actually have God's kingdom. The kingdom that Jesus is king over is ours. So if you're following Jesus, then what's his is ours. And as king of God's kingdom, all of it, all of God's kingdom is his. And so it belongs to you and me as well. So why would we chase after these lesser things? Why would we... Set our hearts on anything less than God's glorious kingdom that He's graciously given to us. Following Jesus means resting in God's fatherly provision, treasuring His kingdom. You're seeking for Jesus' rule to be extended, to see more and more people more deeply live with Jesus as their king. Seeing yourself and others submitting, continually submitting every aspect of our lives to the Lordship of Christ as EU's second object puts it. Treasure God's kingdom. On our last semester, I was chatting with uh, a new grad, a new EU grad, a nursing graduate, actually. Uh, he'd done the XC, the Cross Cultures Equipped course with me a couple of years ago. And so as he was finishing up uni, I met up with him. Um, Mathen is his name. Now, he's just he started work just a few months ago uh, over at Liverpool Hospital. Uh, now, yes, it did take Mathen a while to find a job, uh, God, but God did provide him with one. He had to wait a little bit. He didn't get one in January or March even, but uh, it was May until he started work. But God did provide for him. Uh, but what did Mathen do while he was waiting to start work? Well, he decided to step up and serve at church. He uh, committed to co-leading a Bible study group there. See, that's treasuring God's kingdom. And in the time since we met up from last year, Mathen was working a bit then, just some casual work. Uh, But Mathen's been supporting the EU Graduates Fund. Not a lot, but a small amount each month that he gives, using some of what God's provided him to see God's kingdom grow here on campus through the EU. And now that he's started uh, full-time work, he's considering stepping up that giving. That's treasuring God's kingdom. Now, it's not been an easy transition to full-time work and full-time shift work at that. Uh, see, like most nurses, Mathen has to work uh, some weekends and different work night, uh, different nights of the week from time to time. 
So that makes you know getting to church and committing to a Bible study group hard. There are also steep learning curves at work, and he's, he needs to get to know the, the colleagues that he's working with. Now, with all of this on his plate, it'd be tempting, even understandable, for him to kind of pull back from some other commitments. But that, that's not Matthew. No, Matthew's still continuing to co-lead the, that Bible study group. He's still serving, wanting to bring God's word to bear on people's lives, seeing them grow in Jesus. That's treasuring God's kingdom. Following Jesus means resting in God's fatherly provision, treasuring his kingdom. So what do you treasure? With that opening question, if your house were burning down, what, what would you say? What do you treasure? Or imagine you know, someone got a hold of your, your phone, right, and they started uh, looking through it. You know, Facebook, Instagram, uh, your photos, Messenger, your calendar, your browser history. What do you talk about? What is it that you take photos of? Who do you spend time with? And what do you do when you're with them? What do you read and think about? What do you treasure? Do you treasure God's kingdom? Seeing people come to trust in Jesus as Saviour and submit to Him as their King. Longing for yourself and others to grow in Jesus, submitting more and more of all of who you are to His Lordship. Following Jesus means resting in God's fatherly provision, treasuring His kingdom, and being ready for Jesus' return when we'll have the kingdom. This is what Jesus picks up in in verse 35. Be dressed, ready for service, and keep your lamps burning, like servants waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet, so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will dress himself to serve, will have them recline at the table, and will come and wait on them. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them ready, even if he comes in the middle of the night or toward daybreak. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Being ready for Jesus' return. Now, did you notice the stunning reversal of that parable that Jesus tells? There in verse 37, when the master of the house comes home and he ends up serving his servants. Well, isn't that exactly what Jesus does? Exactly what Jesus did. Remember, even as he teaches about following him, he's on his way to Jerusalem to suffer, to die and rise again to save his people. Well, Jesus is coming back, he says, to fully bring in God's kingdom. And then when he returns, what glory will be ours? What glory Jesus will share with us when he returns as king over God's eternal kingdom? the kingdom that God's given to us, his children. See, then we'll enjoy it in all its fullness. Because following Jesus means being ready for Jesus' return. 
Uh, now let me tell you about Lauren. Now Lauren was a student in the EU around uh, 2010, a bit before that she started. Uh, she was studying uh, an arts degree of some sort. I can't remember exactly what. But it did include, it included Indonesian. I know, I know that because when I first met her, she was getting ready to go on exchange to Indonesia. Uh, now Lauren was, uh, she was pretty good at netball too. Um, she was quite tall and uh, yeah, loved playing netball. I think she even got to sort of rep level with netball. Uh, but after she graduated from uni, she came back uh, as a Howie, came back to serve the EU as a Howie. And she got involved with um, another Howie named Josh in Cosmin. Um, in the early days of Cosmin, when it was just starting out as the kind of EU's dialogue uh, ministry with Muslim students. Now, Lauren really enjoyed Cosmin. I think it was her favorite thing um, about being a Howie. She developed a real passion and a love for Muslim people um, through her involvement. Now, when she married her, her husband, Matt, they had to decide uh, where they were going to live. And do you know what Lauren, uh, with Matt, decided at that point? Well, Lauren had been living in the Sutherland Shire, you know, in a very comfortable part of Sydney, uh, a, a very prestigious place, actually. But she decided, with Matt, that they would move to Wiley Park. Uh, not so trendy a place in Sydney, I think. And why do they want to move to Wiley, Wiley Park? Well, so they could live amongst Muslim people. So they could meet them, love them as neighbors. Now, even some of her Christian friends, Christian family friends, criticized this move. They couldn't understand why you would move from the Shire to, to Wiley Park. But Lauren was treasuring God's kingdom. And Lauren and Matt continued to treasure God's kingdom. Uh, now they're in Southeast Asia, loving and sharing God's love in Jesus amongst Muslim people. Following Jesus means resting in God's fatherly provision, treasuring his kingdom, ready for Jesus' return. Are you ready? Are you waiting for Jesus' return? Are you treasuring God's kingdom, resting in God's fatherly provision? Are you following Jesus? Now we've heard and seen uh, these past three weeks from Jesus himself, what it looks like, what it, what it means to follow him. We've seen that following Jesus means giving up your life, to be all in for Jesus now, to share in his future glory because he gave his all for us. We've seen that following Jesus means first listening to him, Hearing Jesus say, I suffered, died, and rose again for you, means living in Jesus' grace. Following Jesus means resting in God's fatherly provision, treasuring his kingdom, ready for Jesus' return. Are you following Jesus? Now, yes, it, it costs. In one sense, it costs you everything. Treasuring God's kingdom now means not treasuring your own kingdom, your own comfort, ease, and pleasure. But we do it safe in God's fatherly provision. We do it firm, in the firm and sure security that God has given us even his whole kingdom that we will share in Jesus' future glory when he returns. 
So will you follow Jesus? Will you heed his call to to give up your small ambitions, as Michael Griffiths put it? Give up your small ambitions for God's grand purposes and plans. To treasure God's kingdom, living in God's fatherly provision. For his King Jesus, who suffered, died and rose again for you. Will you follow Jesus? Will you follow Jesus with your commitments, your small daily decisions, of giving your time and energy to, to treasure God's kingdom? Serving a church on campus or in the EU, you're seeing more people come to, to know and follow Jesus. Perhaps you're seeking out the international students in your classes, meeting them, getting to know them, bringing them along uh, to EU Focus Come Home Dinner. Will you invest in your training now with um, Equip courses? Now, I know the Equip courses are well underway for this semester, but it's not too early to start planning for which courses you'll do next year. Commit to that to be so that you're ready for a lifetime of Christian service, treasuring God's kingdom. Will you follow Jesus? Will you follow Jesus with your money? Now, even now, resting in God's fatherly provision, setting aside some of your money, that God gives you, even if you don't have a lot, giving to church, to world mission, to even to the EU, to see God's kingdom grow. Will you follow Jesus? Will you follow Jesus with your future decisions, where you're going to live and work? Or will you lock yourself into financial commitments so that you can't treasure God's kingdom? Or will you rest in God's fatherly provision, trust Him to provide, and seek His kingdom first? Will you consider first God's kingdom, serving the less reached, the less resource, with your life uh, as you leave uni and beyond? Will you follow Jesus? Will you give up your small ambitions, resting in God's fatherly provision, treasuring His kingdom, being all in for Jesus now, ready for his return, to share in his glory. Will you follow Jesus, living in his grace? Will you follow Jesus who suffered, died and rose again for you? Will you follow Jesus? Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us your kingdom in your Son, the Lord Jesus. Thank you for sending Jesus into our world to suffer, die and rise again to save us. Thank you that we can rest in your fatherly provision, knowing that you'll give us what we need. Secure in your grace, please help us to treasure your kingdom giving up our small ambitions for your grand purposes in our small and big decisions with all that you give us, knowing that we'll share in Jesus' glory when he returns. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.